0: This is Dead Air. I'm Corey Daniels, and we are going to be talking with Bob Meekin. Not only is he a legendary photographer, but he's also a really cool guy. Uh, His new book is called The Music Never Stopped, and you can get it at themusicneverstoppedbook.com. And this is what you get when you open it up.
1: A beautifully printed hardcover coffee table style book. It's 12 inches wide by 9 inches tall, and it has 208 pages.
0: He even threw his book on the scales.
1: Weighs about three and a half pounds. And the main reason why you should buy the book? There's over 500 photographs.
0: And also, the uh, saying is true, every picture does tell a story.
1: A number of stories written by some of the musicians that uh, talk about their experiences living and playing in Marin County. Musicians such as uh, Phil Lesh, who wrote the forward to the book. Pete Sears, who wrote the introduction. And other notable musicians such as uh, Jorma Kalkinen, Jean Gotchow. Some of the local musicians here, like Graham Lesh, Elliot Peck. Oh, also, I've got Bill Kurtzman in here, too. Can't forget him.
0: To get to know Bob Meekin a little bit better, here's what you need to know about this unforgettable memory.
1: My first shot of Jerry was from November 1st, 1975, at the Capitol Theater in Passaic, New Jersey.
0: And how'd that photo turn out?
1: Well, I mean, at the time, being a 16-year-old kid with a Kodak Instamatic, I was like, wow, this photo is great.
0: Now, not only did this guy take legendary pictures of the Grateful Dead, but in the early 2000s, he eventually worked for the band.
1: Well, I was their package designer for a number of years.
0: There's a good chance that you have seen a Bob Meakin photograph without even realizing it. And then there's also even a chance that you bought a, a Grateful Dead album with some of his graphic design work.
1: All those releases of Dick's Picks and View from the Vault and some of the Vault series, including like the Fillmore West box set.
0: After just talking with uh, Bob Macon for just a little bit, you could realize that the guy was definitely a people person. He was a master at his craft, whether it was graphic design or photography, a down-to-earth type of guy. And you can see why the Grateful Dead were fans of his work.
1: I was a designer for all of those packages. That's like in, in another my other life, I'm a graphic designer.
0: Before we get into his life as a photographer, you definitely got to check out his website, com. It has samples of all of his work. And now let's get into the early years.
1: 1977, when um, I met up with uh, the people that ran Relics Magazine that thought of taking it more seriously.
0: Some of the artists that he photographed?
1: The New Rider, Muddy Waters, Commander Cody, Robert Plant, Buddy Guy, Grateful Dead when they played at Radio City, the musical, and 80, the acoustic set, Albert Collins, Johnny Winter, and Jerry Garcia Band, Eric Clapton, Grateful Dead, 1979, Red Rocks, Jethro Tull, Winterland in San Francisco in the winter of 77, Smiling Jerry shot from the Frost Amphitheater, and Albert King. I wanted to shoot it all.
0: Those were just uh, some of the artists, to name a few. And that when we started talking about the Grateful Dead, I had to ask him about his Grateful Dead concert
1: resume. Probably should have went to more, (laughs) but uh, no, I really haven't been to that many, you know, relatively speaking. I've only been to about 200.
0: Oh, that sounds like rookie numbers.
1: I've probably seen about 100 Jerry Garcia band shows.
0: In all seriousness, this guy is a veteran deadhead, and when it comes to his work, he is definitely a professional.
1: I've probably seen Jerry about 300 times.
0: At the end of the day, it's all work experience.
1: When you go to see a lot of shows is you, you learn to anticipate the music. I mean, I'm not a musician, but I've seen so many shows that I've learned to anticipate moments.
0: Here's an example that Bob minken describes as one of those classic epic moments.
1: Where a guitar player looks back to the drummer or the bass player and the drummer are kind of like into a groove and they're getting off on it, you know? That's the kind of thing I love to uh, capture.
0: Another rock concert photographer legend, Jim Marshall always said that Rock and roll photography is all about patience and timing.
1: So it's really being ready for those moments, learning to anticipate them, and of course, framing them right and exposing them right.
0: With his experience and skill, his ability to take these legendary photos has almost become like ESP.
1: Almost, you know, with a mind meld, know when something's going to happen. I've kind of been known for having like an uncanny ability to, to see when that happens.
0: Another example?
1: You know, capturing like that peak moment where performers are looking at each other a certain way, where one looks over his shoulder at the moment, you know, where they're ready to hit a climax, you know, of, of uh, sound.
0: And when that happens, that was when Minkin's flash goes off.
1: Those are the moments I try to capture, and uh, those are the moments I put in the book.
0: You can get the book at Amazon.com. Also, the TheMusicNeverStoppedBook.com, and once you open the book, this is what you'll see.
1: Graham Lesh looks over... At his father and his father, Phil, smiles back. Like, I just know that moment's going to happen, and I just get ready for it.
0: Some of the other magic that Bob Meekin has caught on stage.
1: Full band shot from Red Rocks, 1979.
0: The patience and timing definitely kicked in for that shot. Uh, Bob Meekin describes and talks a little bit about the difficulty he had of snapping the shot.
1: They're kind of spread out. The keyboard player is usually kind of way off, you know, to the side. In this case, it was Brent Midland, just the way the stage is set up. But that, coupled with uh, being at Red Rocks, which just in itself is uh, such a photogenic place.
0: Even with patience and timing, there's still other obstacles to avoid.
1: You know, the thing is, with music photography, you have no control over anything, live music photography, because, you know, where you're standing frequently, you know, you're locked in, it's crowded. It could be mic stands, iPads in the way. And uh, you you could just be in a bad spot. (laughs) Sometimes you have to just make the best of it. So it's pretty amazing that uh, we get the shots we do.
0: Not all music photography takes place on stage. You go over to Bob Minkin's website, com. There's a page that's called All Access Pass, and it features his backstage photos.
1: That was something I aspired to. And, you know, that, that happens over time, over personal connections you eventually make with the various musicians that... You know, they allow you into that inner sanctum, and they don't feel threatened or concerned by your presence there with a camera. Because, you know, let's face it, you know, people are hanging around and doing what they're doing, and maybe they don't want somebody with a camera there taking pictures of it. So, you know, I've learned to be, certainly use discretion in uh, photographing scenes like that. And I also treat it as as a great honor to be in some of those situations,
0: being backstage before or after a concert, there's definitely a great deal of intimacy that you share with the musicians. It's almost like a great opportunity to be a fly on the wall.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like when I was a kid and just starting out with this, I always wondered that myself. Like, how do you get in those <laughs> situations? You know, I've seen these incredibly intimate backstage photos taken by like Jim Marshall, for example.
0: An example of what you might find backstage and also what you might find in his book, The Music Never Stopped.
1: Steve Kimmock is showing Bob Weir off a new tune while, you know, Bobby Vega the bass player looks on, you know, things like that.
0: Having that friendship and connection with the musicians and having sharing that intimacy and uh, respect. I had to ask if that carried over onto the stage.
1: At this point in my life, I've become pretty friendly with most of the people I photograph, and that really helps because they feel I don't know, they feel kind of, it's a familiar, it's a familiarity. When they look out and they see a, like a face like mine or, you know, other photographers that shoot them a lot, it makes them feel comfortable and less guarded, and that, that comes through in the photos.
0: When you take a look at any of the photos that Bob Meekin has taken, uh, you definitely can tell that, that there is a connection between the photographer and the musician.
1: You know, they may look over and give me a smile, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, even some musicians that don't usually smile, you know, I'll get a smile.
0: Not all cases are going to be positive ones. Uh, sometimes, some people just have
1: bad days. The most difficult case, of course, is when the like really not into it. <laughs> you know? How do you navigate around that? You know, Sometimes you have to back off. You've got to know kind of when to uh, be aggressive and when to not be. There's a fine line to being a cool guy and being a douchebag.
0: Just like the Grateful Dead, Bob Minkin knows that the musical concert experience isn't always what takes place on stage or backstage.
1: I wanted everybody to be represented. I want to really honor the musicians and the um, and the fans, too. You know, there's quite a few fan shots, crowd shots in there as well.
0: After taking those classic photos, then it's onward to the editing room.
1: Pictures are like my children. <laughs> Which one's my favorite?
0: You're definitely going to find a lot of honor student children in his new book that just recently came out, The Music Never Stopped. Bob Meekin describes and compares... What the difference is between an honor student child photograph and, say, a redheaded stepchild photograph?
1: The main ingredient is the emotion, you know, the emotion conveyed by the performer. So, you know, if you were at the show and you see the shot, it brings you right back to that moment. Like, oh, wow, I remember that. And if you weren't at the show, people tell me when they look at my photos, they feel as if they were at the show.
0: Talking with Bob Meek, he has a new photography book called The Music Never Stopped. You can find that at the website, themusicneverstoppedbook.com. And this isn't his first go around as far as releasing a book with Grateful Dead photographs. He actually has another one that came out a couple years ago. And he talks a little bit about how the publishing has changed uh, just from a technology standpoint.
1: My first book, Live Dead, was... uh all taken on film, film and slides. So there was a lot of scanning, a lot of retouching of old negatives. So that really took a long time, coupled with editing, you know, the photos, which, which, which photos will I put in? The new book, The Music Never Stopped, is probably three quarters digital, shot on digital, and maybe a quarter shot on film. So from a production standpoint, You're working with digital files uh, is easier because you don't have to scan them, for one thing. They're already in digital form, and uh, they rarely require much retouching. So um, editing the photos was a challenge because I tried to – I wanted to really include everybody, but it had to be in a reasonable size book. You know, I was editing photos till the day it went to the printer. (laughs) I was changing things around.
0: And with technology changing and the ability to store thousands and thousands of photographs on thousands and thousands of hardware and uh, hard drive space, I wondered if that actually impacted his photography, if he took a million photos at a concert, or if he just waited it out and waited for those uh, spectacular moments.
1: You know, I come from the film-based school of thought where kind of less is more, because the reality is I don't want to look through 20 zillion photos afterwards, you know, it's It's a lot of work, and, um, you know, I'll shoot off a burst when something really exciting is happening, you know, a burst meaning, Mm -hmm. I generally shoot in bursts of three, so, and I usually wind up deleting, you know, the other two, so, yeah, like Marshall, who certainly is an idol of mine, and probably one of the reasons I'm a music photographer, um, I I tend to shoot less than probably some other photography you know, than other photog- digital photographers out there.
0: Something else that uh, he does that's not typical of rock concert music photographers, you go on over to his website, meekinphotography.com, and he has like a side projects and freelance work almost. It's like you could probably hire Bob Meekin to take family photos for you.
1: Oh, yeah, right. I know. Well... You know, like, well, like everybody, you know, have to earn a living.
0: <laughs> Here's the other ways that Bob Meekin makes a living.
1: Aerial stuff, and uh, I do nature stuff for fun, and corporate stuff, you know. It has its own challenges. It's not as uh, sexy, say, as shooting music, but uh, but it is, uh has its own challenges, and, it uh, you know, you have to deal with all kinds of people, and you can be a great photographer, but if you're not a people person, you're not going to get very far, <laughs> you know.
0: The person that I was most interested in that he has taken pictures of was definitely jerry garcia
1: he 's the kind of guy that had such a presence that merely shifting his weight from one leg to the other was like a was somehow like a big thing <laughs> you know? so when he did express himself a little more like physically, mm-hmm. you know it just seemed like momentous for some reason, so you really tried to capture those moments because they didn 't happen all the time, you know like a Raising his guitar in the air, kind of thing, or hitting a hitting a chord really hard, you know, like a Townsend style. But shooting like a band that you shoot a lot, you get to know them. You get to know, you get to anticipate things, so you know when things are going to happen that are good.
0: And this is a great example of what Jerry Garcia looks like in a photographer's lens.
1: He's a, a strong-looking guy. You know, he's got that big beard and, he, like I said, that presence. The, the round glasses. I mean, it's uh, he's an. Icon- like what I call like an iconic person. You know, there are those iconic people out there, like Roger, you know, like Robert Plant is an iconic person, you know, Ian Anderson and Jethro Tull, you know, Eric Clapton, they're just some iconic people. And uh, Jerry Garcia was one of those where he had a great presence about him. And um, some of my favorite photos, you know, are of him.
0: On the other hand, the even the most hardcore deadhead has to admit that The Grateful Dead really weren't the most photogenic group of guys on stage.
1: They're not exactly the most liveliest. In some ways, they're not a great band to photograph because some bands where there's a lot of action going on kind of fun to photograph. But at least for me, the Dead, you see, Jerry Garcia had, you know, he didn't move around so much in later years. You know, you'd be surprised. You watch some YouTube videos of him in the 70s, and you're like, wow, (laughs) look at him go.
0: Not only was their stage presence different back in the early days by moving around a lot, but also just simply their stage setup was different.
1: I mean, if you see the pictures, they stood really close together, and a lot more interaction between them, you know, looking at each other and getting close to each other when they were playing, and that's just a lot more fun.
0: After many years of photographing the Grateful Dead, Bob Meekin says that the interaction went down. A lot of it had to do with the fact that the uh, stages started getting bigger and technology started playing
1: a part. They stood closer together when they played, which was really great, so they had more interaction between them. Which was um, got less and less, you know, as time went on. They played on bigger stages. They were more spread out. They had in-ear monitors, things like that.
0: But at a Grateful Dead concert, what it really comes down to is what's coming out of the speakers.
1: The sound of their performance was the most important thing. And if you've ever seen or been to, you know, seen pictures of their Wall of Sound in the uh, mid '70s, that would attest to that. You know, they had like thousands of speakers. You know, forty feet high. You know, it was insane. Dozens of Macintosh amps. But they. Worked with Alembic, which was a, a local uh, music uh, company who creates, you know, the amazing uh, some of the amazing guitars uh, that Jerry Garcia played. But also, the main thing I think what musicians like about the uh, clubs here is the sound.
0: When Macon refers to here, what he's referring to is Marin County, because you know, the book is called "The Music Never Stopped." Marin County's music scene. And he goes into a little bit more depth about the technology at the uh, music scene of Marin County.
1: We're lucky to have Meyer sound systems located in the Bay Area. So these clubs feature Meyer sound speakers, which are like, you know, the top of the top. So between the monitors and the PA and the knowledgeable people that know how to use them and exploit the best sound out of them, I think is what makes it extra special for the musicians. Eventually, most of the bands who lived in the San Francisco, in the city, moved up north to Marin.
0: And that's when Marin County became a hotspot for
1: music. So at one point, you know, all these amazing bands, uh, the members of them, were all living in Marin County.
0: And with that type of following, you build it and they will come.
1: Clubs, of course, sprang up in Marin for these musicians to, to play locally. Phil Lesh's Terrapin Crossroads.
0: Bob Meakin says that the spirit of the music is still alive even to this day.
1: Music is seven nights a week, frequently afternoon shows, uh, after brunch shows. I mean, it's, it's just incredible what's going on.
0: Since the music is still going strong, Bob is still going strong.
1: Yeah, I'm a documentarian of this scene. Somebody said, oh, I said, oh, okay, that's what I am. I'm a documentarian. I've done it for a long time, and I'll probably continue doing it till I can't do it anymore.
0: <laughs> we talked a little bit more about documentation, and it sounds like he started documenting subjects long before he even picked up the camera.
1: You know, I always like documenting things. Really, that's what it came down to. I mean, I had a, you know, before I got into the music and stuff, you know, I was a real, like, stamp collector geek. <laughs> you
0: know. All right, I want to stop it right there for a second. Hold on to that thought about how he was a stamp collecting geek.
1: I collected stamps, I collected comic books, coins. You know, I was into this collecting kind of mentality and documenting things mentality. So when I started going to concerts, which was in the summer of 1974, when I was 15 years old, that kind of became something like I wanted to document because I wanted to have a souvenir for myself. So that
0: stamp collection, it didn't sound or look too geeky once he started working for the Grateful Dead.
1: Well, I was their package designer for a number of years in the early 2000s.
0: That's when his two passions combined. You got album covers that also had a stamp theme to him.
1: That was particularly satisfying for me to combine my uh, teenagehood passion of stamp collecting with my later teenagehood passion of Grateful Dead.
0: We're talking about the album covers of Dick's Picks 26 through Dick's Picks 30.
1: For that series, yeah, I took stamps from my collection they were usually from South America from the 1940s because they just had that, all that kind of ornate stuff going on in the stamp that I was able to modify once I scanned it and turn it into like a kind of a Grateful deadish stamp that, you know, went on the package.
0: His new book is called The Music Never Stopped, and uh, his website is com.
1: The Live Dead book had about 700 photos. Uh, the new book has about 500 photos.
0: You don't need to be discouraged by the fact that there's less photos in his new book. There is a valid reason behind it.
1: tried to make the photos larger on each page. Not only are
0: larger photos cooler, but uh, it's also different from how most people view pictures these days.
1: Most people's experience with photos is a fleeting shot on Facebook Mm -hmm. or Instagram where they can't even find it again. (laughs) They're like, wow, where'd that photo go? You know, if they saw it on someone's wall. And, you know, seeing it in a digital format versus holding it in your hand in a beautifully printed uh, book, they're like a 180 from each other.
0: Sure, you can go online and probably do a Google image search, but here's something that, here's a benefit of uh, actually having the book in your hands.
1: Many people have told me it's basically, it's like a yearbook of their life. And other people, it's like a family album. You know, it's something that they can sit down with at night. Things have settled down in their house. They can pop open their favorite beverage kind of go through it, re- put some music on in the background, and really get lost in it. And, and that makes me happy to hear.
0: You can pick up a copy of Bob Minkin's new book, The Music Never Stopped, at Amazon.com or his website, TheMusicNeverStoppedBook.com. His personal website is MinkinPhotography.com. Always a good idea to catch up and uh, see what concerts he's going to.
1: So that's why you know I put all my heart and energy into it, because I, I approach it from from a fan's point of view you know what do you want to see
0: cool thing about it is when he does have that fans point of view look at it he also takes some really cool pictures of it his new book is called the music never stop take a look at that at his website buy it there the music book.com also his website is making photography.com you can buy a photo uh, from a concert that uh, bob meekin shot and he'll also sign it for you something really cool